All right, we're back. Yes. It is late. It's a school night. It is. Our beast is loose. Whoop, whoop. I just got my third vaccine. Um, so I have no idea how this is going to go. We'll see what happens. But do you know what? It is October. What? My favorite time of year. About it is to Halloween get spooky. Time. Okay, so we just realized that our cat stepped on the keyboard. <laughs> and, <laughs> and fail one. <laughs> you guys just missed a bunch of our description of fall. It was pretty generic. Pro- yeah. Like some pumpkin spice latte situations, some bonfires, some... Yeah. Some scarves, some hot toddies, yeah. But you know, like, we're, real not, we're really not that basic. No, we're not. But uh, maybe Bowie just he realized that he that really wasn't no. the best content. He just, said no. All right. So, it is spooky. We just wrapped up back to school. Um, Hope you are sending in your feedback about American Pie. And it is time to get spooky in here. We're ready for Halloween movies. And we thought, what's a better way than transitioning from back to school into the spookiest time of year, but Carrie? We are going way back. We're going... The Forbidden Timeline just moved back about four years here. It did. But, you know, to me, I think this one just kind of hung in the air as forbidden. I mean, Stephen King, Stephen King was just forbidden. So that was just kind of a blanket, like, you don't need to watch that. It's, like, too scary and gross and just, and he was, I mean, by definition, probably evil on his own. So, because, you know, where all these stories came from, he must be, like, just demented and terrible. So... Um, yeah, Carrie, I don't remember my parents talking about watching Carrie themselves. Maybe we can kind of wiggle that out of them at some point during some sort of dinner. You know, at some point we can return to that idea. But, um, my, really my, um, main memories of Stephen King just in the zeitgeist in general, um, or seeing little bitty snippets or maybe even just ads for um the It miniseries on T V. Oh man, see the It was early. I mean that was the eight eighty six, eighty six. It was pretty early. Somewhere yeah. around there. I, I've I've not seen it. I've read it. I haven't um, I haven't seen it either, but I remember seeing ads for like the miniseries. And it may not even have been the first run. I I don't even know. I mean, I remember the gym in elementary school when they got dropped off and they didn't know what to do with us. So they just threw us in the gym (laughs) until it was time to go to our classes and people just talking about it and the clown and... Yeah, that they're just like, nope, you know, <laughs> hard pass, no. <laughs> I think, yeah, my first experience with Stephen King was probably early 90s, The Stand. Okay, I, I, I that was, feels like a lot of TV movies, so a lot of, yeah, like, The Stand, ads. the Tommyknockers, the... Is it all that stuff on TBS? The Langoliers, <laughs> the Langoliers, Bronson Pinchot, ah. <laughs> which actually is a pretty interesting concept, a pretty, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, really digressing there. I really don't have any personal experience with Stephen King until we read eleven twenty two sixty three, um, kind of together slash simultaneously. Um, you know, I guess close to when it came out. It was right when it came out. You read a few of the short stories from the um, the book with the room fourteen ninety two. Right, or the, 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 but I feel like that was after. Was that after? I'm not 100% sure. It was in the same time period. But yeah, so reading that together, I think we even listened to it um, on audiobook and then watched um, the the little miniseries on Hulu. Yeah. 
with he who shall not be named James Franco. Ah, uh, see, oh, I, I've read a lot of Stephen King. I mean, I'm looking at my copy of The Dark Tower that I was waiting in line for the day it came out. And uh, so I've read a lot of Stephen King. Carrie's kind of a miss for me, though. I got to say, I mean... Carrie was on Encore. The, we've talked about that. The, mm-hmm. the $1.99 right. movie channel that my parents sprung for out of some whatever. <laughs> and uh, it was in heavy rotation on there. Um, I feel like I probably started it and it's just like a bunch of girls in gym class. And like, oh, Man, it starts movie. hard. And then you I, saw that and you thought it was like, I mean... That oh, oh I, I don't it started think I got so to the... hard. Oh, that's right. If you didn't get past like the volleyball, because volleyball snooze, and I have written here, I hope nobody hits it to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. I, feel. I hate volleyball, hate it. And... Ever since T ball, I just out there in left field, and like, please, God, just let nobody hit it to me. I just don't let it. I don't want to screw it up. I just don't. I've let never enjoyed hit it to volleyball me. ever. I mean, I'm relatively competitive, but. Not really. I don't really like sports with balls and you can, you're going to whatever with that. But there's just like so much like you got to think fast and, you know, there's less to control. And for some reason, this must have been junior high. Maybe it's early high school. I don't know. My dad was like, why don't you and I play uh, church volleyball. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? 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 We we bond on so many things. We love movies. We're we're like just like quick, you know, quick witted. Da 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 da. Like, why do why do we need to play church volleyball? I am fantastic at darts. I'm <laughs> so weird. Pretty great at uh, laser tag. Yeah, I we've established can that. Definitely own some rock band. <laughs> I am great at shuffleboard. I'm really great at things that people drink while doing. <laughs> hmm. I need to stop and think about that. Oh, no. I mean, I'm athletic. I was an athletic kid. I mean, I did play softball. Not very well, but I, I pretty much joined a Bad News Bears <laughs> softball team when I was a little kid, and I had never played softball before. And it was just one of those things where, like, every kid – literally, it was the first year of, like, actual team team member pitching. Um and, and no one had done that before. The the pitcher, she literally threw it up in the air and it hit her in the face. <laughs> that was my softball team. And the only time I ever did really well was like I got really mad and everybody was like, oh, wow. Like I was like slamming stuff. But this like this is not fun. It's not fun. I enjoy it. But I was a good swimmer. I was pretty fast. Like I did athletic stuff. And I then, you know, kind of transitioned into dance. And, you know, that is no matter what anybody says, very athletic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, I mean, we've been to the ballet, and nobody ever told me that you go to the ballet, and you can hear them gasping for air. And in the, the sweat, just the, all the sweat. So much sweat. Anyway, so yes, I mean, that was the first thing I was like, ugh. And then they're so mad that she, like, misses the ball. Like, why do they care? It's They're playing <laughs> against their friends. They're at school. It's not even, like, competitive volleyball. It's just gym volleyball. Like, who cares? The best thing ever was when we started doing dodgeball, and you could just, like, Oh, I got hit. We didn't even really get hit. And just go sit down. <laughs> See, I, I totally thought about the opposite. Like when dodgeball, you just got to throw balls at people. <laughs> like, like cool. I'm down. <laughs> like, yeah, that that one got me. And just like go sit down. <laughs> I, I was pretty decent at ultimate frisbee. Huh. There we played in in PE for a little while. I always got teamed with Paul, and you're probably gonna know who that is. Nobody else knows who he, he was. Six foot eight, probably 350 pounds at like 13 years old. And I was 
two feet shorter and 200 pounds lighter. Wait, not at school, right? No, no, no. 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 We only oh. played Ultimate Frisbee at church camp. Okay. And they thought the two of us would be great together. Like, right. Yeah, so Paul really, really liked me. <laughs> like a lot liked me. You know, he's a little older and, I, you know, I came I came into um, our, our youth group a little later in like eighth grade, ninth grade. And we went to the same high school for about four weeks maybe and he was everywhere uh, like it was a big high school it was a big big high school he would like kind of show up at my house like he liked me a lot for a little bit yeah i know paul <laughs> anyway yeah but just like running next to his sweaty self was yeah probably the least athletic person that i've ever met but the most into athletes oh enthusiasm yeah, yeah that's definite tough enthusiasm no skill okay so yeah and then i'm like who cares that much about pe and then i was like boys locker room dream no wonder you no wonder everybody thinks this is all that's happening I, the next thing i wrote is are you sure you didn't shower together <laughs> after gym class? running question <laughs> is this what's on our merch <laughs> <laughs> this is just what i assume your after pe's were like no there was no full frontal nudity like multiple situation to full frontal nudity uh, no, not at I all. I have the, like, I never really thought about Officer Lewis as a woman before. I oh. mean, Nancy Allen is in famously in RoboCop, and it's very asexual. RoboCop, uh, Verhoeven film, and, you know, male and female in the police. Now, outside the police force is very important, but in the police force, it's it's very asexual. And she's obviously a woman in this one. Yeah, and she's... A psycho. I mean, a full-on psycho. I mean, we'll get to that. But then I'm like, what? WTF with this shower scene? I mean, like, like girl, everybody else don't is already use the dressed. Bar soap on your face. Well, first of all, yes, absolutely. <laughs> that are, that is that is not a way to keep a young look. You're gonna get wrinkles. You cannot use bar soap on your face. Yes, that's a that's number one. Number two, for. Someone and it as you watch the movie, I don't really f- see her as repressed. Um, we don't really get to know her well enough for that, but it is a ven- very sensual shower, she seems. And then to which I, I really this is terrible. I mean, it's like, oh, you know, all all powerful women stories start with a period. Don't know why. That seems to be a theme. Like once once that happens, everything turns on and then you should be afraid of girls and women. Um, but even beyond that, she has no idea. And she thinks that she is going to die. It's terrifying. It, it's so terrible. And then just these girls are like beyond mean, beyond me. I mean, I can't even believe it. I just have that uh, I have twice with my family at a motel. So my family of four at a roadside motel. My parents would never make reservations at a hotel when we went on vacation. Really? We would just drive to the destination we were going to, whether going to the beach or going to Gatlinburg, whatever. And then dad would just pull us up to a motel, go in, no vacancy. Okay, we'll go to the next one. Okay, no vacancy. We'll go to the next one until there's some seedy motel with the little magic fingers on the bed. Wow. Where we could, the four of us stay in two queen beds in one room. I'm pretty sure that there was a plan of like we were we had a destination roadside motel. I mean, there was a roadside motel. There were always I just remember like then there were at that point probably just four of us. Eventually there'd be six of us, but <laughs> I don't really think by the time there were six of us we were all staying 
and we were going on any trips all together no, other than true. to like my grandmother's house. I just remember on two separate occasions, on two separate road trips, watching coal miner's daughter <laughs> in a motel, the four of us, and being bored out of my mind. Mm-hmm. And I said the moment, like, at least we didn't try to watch this. True. <laughs> that could have caught you. You're like, oh, we like, like we like Sissy Spacek. Let's see what this is about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be a whole and, and weird quick, you know. <laughs> yes, very, very quick. Yeah, I mean they're they're terrible. Um, and then I just have like you know it's like we're re- I mean that's the overall theme. Are teens really this bad? Like I don't remember teens being. I mean, I was a teen, and I, and I look back and I think, ugh, you know, just think of like just the dumb things that you say and the dumb things that you do and how self important that you think that you are, but just like. Who cares? I don't remember caring enough about anyone. And this is maybe like just me being, you know, whatever. But if someone was weird, okay, they were weird. Like, why was I going to waste my time and like to scheme against them? And like, that was dumb. I had other stuff to do. Like, I don't even get that. That's such a waste of time. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, you just ignore people that don't really. Yeah, who cares? Like, do whatever they're going to go do and be weird with the people they're going to be weird with. I don't care. So I have, we've got Stephen King, a middle-aged drug addict, Mm -hmm. writing this story. We've got Brian De Palma, kind of, I said, 70s, not quote-unquote really a pedophile. (laughs) Uh, I think there's a lot of you know, kind of 70s Jack Nicholson and Brian De Palma and uh, I can't even think of dude's name. Like Roman Polanski? Roman Polanski. And there's a lot of that, like, sort of pedophile, we don't, you know. We'd probably look back at it now and say, yeah, you know, but uh, do you think they got what it's like to be a teenage girl on screen in this? Because I really don't know. I, I kind of felt like maybe they sort of did. But then again, I'm a 40 <laughs> white man. Um, In some aspects, maybe. Um, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, th- there's a lot of insecurity. And everybody has that. And, and maybe they're, you know, being self-absorbed, I think definitely. I mean, the whole the whole thing about. You know, now they're in trouble. They're in detention. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to take this because, like, my life is too important. But, I mean, here we've got Nancy Allen dating, I'm assuming, not a high schooler, John Travolta. Um, so, you know, she's already seeing herself, like, in this upper pay grade. Welcome, John Travolta. He's terrible in <laughs> oh this. Oh, my gosh. They're so but... <laughs> terrible. Every single one of them is terrible. <laughs> well, he's, like, terrible acting in this. He's also, I mean, also, he's playing a terrible character. Oh, my and, gosh. I mean, could we have less slapping of ladies in this movie i mean everyone is slapping everyone everybody. is slapping everyone this is like an episode of dallas <laughs> like, can we have like can we get rid of like the slapping a hysterical woman from cultural lexicon but and only then, one of those was slapping a hysterical what was was anybody well actually were any of them slapping a hysterical the coach woman? slapped carrie at the beginning she did. And then she slapped she Nancy did. Allen later on. And then Nancy Allen and John Travolta are just slapping they're each just other. They're just like, yeah, just slap, 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 forth. slap. You know, like they just keep calling each other like dumb shits, <laughs> which he hates. Um, but yeah, like I definitely, yeah, they're they're a mess. I don't know. Um, does this depict accurately, quote unquote, like is this an truly an allegory of being a teenage girl? 
Maybe. Um, I mean, there's definitely like things. And, and I think this is maybe just the teenage experience in general. There are things that like are happening to you and things that you feel and uh, that you can't control. And everyone has weird Everyone has a different backstory with it. Like we don't all have like come from the same place. And so, you know, whether or not, you know, your parents were worldly enough or felt important enough or it was very clinical or, you know, no one no one is like coming at an even playing field in terms of like how to approach what everything's changing with your body. And some people are, I do think like some people look 30 and that's a thing. (laughs) You know, some people are like children, but I don't feel like my high school experience and, and maybe I was luckily unique in this, but it felt very even uh, in terms of like my high school didn't really have that like true hierarchy, but that's also, I would say we didn't really have sports which I think is kind of a, puts everything. We had them, but they didn't take like this high precedence. Um, so I, I think that it put everyone on a much uh, more level playing field. Okay. I don't know if that's what you were really asking because it's so weird. I mean, it's it's so much more of. It's forty five years ago too. So like, what was it like to be a teenager in the seventies? Yeah, I mean, there's that, and then, I mean, I was just struck honestly more by like all the the religious iconography and just like more of that, and and her just being kind of powerless in her own life. And I felt bad. I mean, I wrote this later. It's like I I feel sad that like she's finally reaching a level of confidence and it was not related to being asked to the prom, which I, I kind of expected, you know, she's already kind of starting to go like, okay, you guys, she immediately picks up and it's like, this is a trick. What is this about? You guys just want to make fun of me again. Um, you know, she, she's not naive and she, you know, kind of concedes and says, okay. And then I have other questions about them being on this date, but she's, Gaining her confidence, not just in her powers, like she's kind of noticing, and she notices quick. Mm-hmm. She notices quick that she is the one manipulating these things. Um, so this was seventy six. This was before Star Wars. Okay, so is this no the force. story of like what happens when Luke Skywalker isn't there to teach you <laughs> when you don't have a a, a, a wise, a Jedi, wise Jedi, a sensei for the force. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe. But she's she's building confidence. And I mean, and one's. Uh, okay, our cat is the door jam. <laughs> the door jam. <laughs> um, so she's, she's getting this confidence. She's really kind of getting it on her own. And I felt sad. It's like, oh, you know, she's getting this and it's not tied to any of the things that they're doing and building this trap for her. And even I, I'm still not certain how the, the trap fully was laid, um, whether people were all working together or not. Um, but it just, yeah, it's just, Maybe that's a teenage thing. It's like you, you work so hard to kind of get to this place where you feel comfortable and confident, and then like things just kind of, you know, life just kind of huh, on you. And I feel like that's just this whole last year for me. Well, <laughs> that too. I mean, that's just life. But that's when maybe you start noticing it. Um, is at that time. So I have a a challenge for you for going deeper. Okay. I'm watching this and looking at the fashion in it, mm-hmm. and thinking. 
the fashion in 76 doesn't seem all that different from 86. Really? I want you to maybe, for going deeper, kind of look at, like, what decade had the biggest gap in what fashions looked like? The biggest gap like in terms of like the 70s, beginning 70s to the to end? 80s, 80s to 90s, 90s okay. to 2000s. Like, where is that? I'm, I'm thinking it might be 80s to 90s, but I'm, I'm curious. I want you to use your fashion history and, and look into that a little bit for going deeper. Okay, I can do because that. I feel like the 70s and 80s are not that big of a deal. I mean, I, I feel like the... The shirts fit about the same. The color scheme's about the same. I think like, the pants are a big difference. The, 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 yeah, the pants. The pants are a big difference. I think that the hairstyles, which which is fashion, are I feel a big like difference. Eighty-four and seventy-six isn't that different. Maybe like by eighty-nine, but I feel like for the brunt of the eighties, maybe lots of dudes had some big hairs and and some mustaches and. Yeah, but I think in a different kind of way. But we'll we'll get into that then. Um, Okay, so they got the PE teacher. She's smoking in the principal's smoking office. Smoking in school. Everybody knows smoking ain't a lot at school. But she's the only one. She's really, I mean, there's an ashtray, which means the principal's been smoking. But here we have kind of our heroine. Kind of. I mean, her or maybe Sue. Maybe Sue. But even then, I think the jury is out on that a little bit. Um, I, I think that Sue means well, but I'm... I feel a little a little iffy on that still. Um, I think it's interesting. I don't think that Sue and Carrie speak to each other in this movie. I don't think they do. That's a really interesting choice. I, I don't I don't think so. I really kind of don't think anyone does except for what's his name Todd. I'm the teacher, you know. But, I'm the teacher, but yeah. like of the students, like no. actually to her. Uh, well, oh. talk about, everybody's talking about her, which is Always. so like, talking about Carrie White. I love the first last name because that's like, so cool. It is. I mean, it's it's infamous. I mean, it, it, it seems kind of crazy that like maybe she's a little weird, but she didn't seem that weird. She's just so like homely. And for her to get that much like level of cachet to have, you know, you know, both names, I guess maybe Nancy Allen does like kind of give her shit about like missing the ball and volleyball like who cares but anyway so um but yeah okay so kind of our heroine is the one that's smoking and then i also have two like just the principal is weirded out that she's got blood on her shorts like he kind of can't like handle it and i don't know it was just she's calling he's calling uh, carrie by the wrong name like I, I don't know it's just one of those things of like they might as well have had the, you know, the the talk where they like take the boys to the auditorium <laughs> and the girls to the gym and give everybody the speech. I don't really remember ours being about periods, except for really kind of being more about deodorant, huh? Like about just like hygiene in general. Haven't we like listened to a podcast? It might have been household name or whatever. That I guess I think Tampax like sponsored all of those. Hmm. And Makes like sense. there really was no. Puberty education in school before they kind of went around and did that. Well, good for them. I mean, that's yeah. great. And like we're going to like trade shows into women's things and kind of like, hey, ladies, like this is something we're allowed to talk about and we're allowed to do things about. And yeah, well, because if you don't, you're going to hell. <laughs> obviously. Oh man, I have. If I wanted a crazy this crazy of a lecture, I would have just gone and talked to my high school best friend's stepdad. If you wanted this, cur- oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, My best friend's stepdad, Jenny's ex's 
ex i'm sorry it doesn't count no when when you're 40 now like your ex is at this point your ex is an ex-husband i don't have an (laughs) (laughs) ex-husband exes don't exist teenage exes don't exist at this point right but yeah we, we definitely have firsthand witnessed that level of, of lecturing and, and conjecture on what was causing things and uh, you know he for means people from that a, meant well. a religious standpoint like we, well. we, we made a little shift from periods he did not talk about periods he probably was just as afraid of them um, even though he had many many daughters <laughs> he did but Okay, so then, oh, the, so then we meet the mom who, I gotta say, she looks like a witch. She does. She looks like a witch. Like, she's got the flowy red hair. She's wearing, a like, a cloak in black when she comes to to um, evangelize the um, the neighbor who's drinking. And Ms. Snell's day drinking and watching a soap opera. Say, I love right, it. it is. Like, these are godless times. And she says, I'll drink to that. <laughs> I loved it. That was hilarious. I wrote that down. But yeah, she really looks like a witch. And I, we've experienced, I mean, being Christian teens in the 90s, um, and I would say that there probably is this kind of story for Christian teens in, in a lot of different eras, but there really was a lot of like spiritual warfare talk, a lot of like the, you know, you had the, um, the what, what was it, Frank? Frank Peretti, this present darkness has done Which more to... Mom always says Frank Frank Pirelli, never gets it right. <laughs> that did more to influence evangelical thought processes than anything from about 1989 or so. Like anything like post-Reagan until Left Behind mm-hmm. that really did influence Christian thought process in, in, our, in our sphere for i mean what are we talking here 12 14 years and a long it's just a work of fiction and it is and i remember listening to it uh with my mom on a road trip so it had to have been like literally books on tape um it, we're going to visit colleges and we're listening to it and it's like now that i'm thinking about it like literally have not even had this thought until just now like were we listening to that as fiction or i i don't know i don't think so I really don't know. And and then it just seems so like overwhelmingly it, it, it had it gave this that all of this gave this haze or this like just blanket of you're not this is the end. The end is coming. And like, you know, you, you see those signs of people like, you know, in disaster movies, like the end is near, like, you know, all, all of those things. But I love every time in one of those movies where the person's right. Like, I love uh, Ghostbusters 2. Right. Like, like, the stroke of midnight this year, the world will end. Like, bummer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, Valentine's Day. Bummer. Right. Like, yeah. Um, but so we, if we passed that Valentine's Day the year twenty, what, what, I don't I don't remember what year she said. Oh, we'll have to look that up. Um, I think we have passed it. Um, but it kind of gave us like, well, you know, we're not going to get to be adults, so it it really it was a mixed message. It was it like very much. Hey, was. by the way, like you know, the world's going to end before you're an adult, so you might as well like straighten up now. And then you're also sort of like. Well, why? Before I'm an adult, like, Ah. eat, drink, and be merry, fools. (laughs) A little bit. It's kind of like, well, and so I I think, you know, 
I'm going to get like, you know, real introspective here. It really did kind of have like a, a like, well, why, you know, here, here we are like, why am I taking my ACTs? Well, but even, even then it's like, it was like the sense of jealousy. It's like, well, you got to have all of it. You got to live all these moments. You got to have all these milestones. And, and now like it's supposed to, I'm supposed to be okay with the fact that like, maybe I won't. And so what, what are we doing? Like what, you know, what are we doing? You know, this coming from a highly ambitious teen, um, who's just like, what? You need to tell me that I don't get to like just conquer the world. So like, just screw it. Why am I even here doing this? Like, like bull crap. Like I need like six milestones before the world is. Yes. I, I mean, I have to, I have to win everything. I mean, not volleyball. I don't care about volleyball, but, um, okay. So I have, is this a Gothic horror? Hmm. I mean, every time we get to their house, to the White House, mm-hmm. it is, I mean, the inside is dark. It's so dark. The, you know, the imagery, the candles, the just over the top Mrs. White. I it mean, is, they're white. Like their last name is White. Um, you know, they're, they're trapped in this, in this house of horror. They are. And, and it's, it's, it's so, it gives such an interesting, I mean, slash... You can tell what Stephen King and Brian De Palma really think about religion um, and what they're trying to say about religion, that it's it's people that are trapped, that they are kind of in this darkness by, you know, by their own rules, by their own, you know, they're they're missing out on life. They're isolated. And I, I don't really, you know, I don't feel like that that's the case, because when I think honestly of someone who's like truly, you know, it believes these things like their full, life is full of life and light and hope. And, you know, so this is. So that's why I definitely was drawn by her looking more like a witch and mm-hmm. seeming more like the occult. I just think, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that house being Manderley or being, oh, yeah. being the house of Usher or, you know, just this cursed place mm-hmm. and, you know, they just can't escape. And so, yeah, I really, I don't know. I, I'm really trying to figure out, like, what kind of horror are we dealing with here? Yeah, because it's, it's not, um, you know, it's not a slasher. No. Um, which I kind of thought it would be. Yeah, so I kind of thought it would be. It really moves the music. The music is so like somewhere in time. It, it's I I almost feel like I mean I think it's genius because I think it's supposed to be a little satirical. The music is. I, I feel like it almost gets like a psycho every time she does. A well, but she does that. But all the other music, it's so calm mm-hmm. and like beautiful and. And the, it's really a pretty silent movie when you when you come down to it. Um, you, you've you got a lot of musical moments. You don't have a lot of dialogue. Um, if you do, it's it's very like layered and kind of you know distorted. Oh, but man, when you know prom scene, which were you know just the silence. Mm-hmm. The silence is Ooh. so powerful. So I mean the. You know, the audio design in this, I think, was really well done. And and so, yeah, it, it's kind of like almost have this idyllic music um, kind of as e- even as like going through the world and, and there being these dark moments. Um, it's it's very strange. Yeah, I mean, like go with me. Like if Vincent Price was playing her father instead oh, of her yeah. mother. I mean, it, it would totally it work. It completely fits. It would completely totally work. He wouldn't do as good. But no, she's crazy. <laughs> I need to look into her more. I know I recognize her, but I don't. 
I can't think of like what exactly from. I believe she got an Oscar nomination for this. For this, yeah, I, mean, I think she and Sissy Spacek both both did. did. Yeah. I can see it. I mean, it's Sissy Spacek is amazing in this. Oh my gosh, I mean, she's almost like a marionette at the end when she's walking through the town. Oh my gosh, I was like, is this? It's like a universal monster almost, like the way she's stalking and but. Like a universal monster meets one of the men, the hushmen and Buffy. Yes, like oh, she was f- almost floats through the town with her head at an angle, and like kind of like the oh my uh, gosh, they uh, had to Mars been attacked. They had to the... be inspired by that, um, just the way that she moves, and you know, it's like she's in this trance. Her eyes are huge, and um, yeah, she is magical in this. Like, her... oh, it's crazy, and but it's it's so strange because it's like. She doesn't ever even have the realization of everything that's happened, I don't think. No. Like, of the destruction that she's caused. I mean, yes, um, a little uneven, let, let's say. Like, even how horrible and terrible and awful, all these things, a little uneven <laughs> um, of a reaction. But I, I don't really know that it's... The look on her face... Do I, I'm not sure if I know and if I feel like all of those things were intentional. Maybe they were. I I don't know. I don't know. I I think you could debate that. I think that's the whole question, probably. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think maybe the end came a little too quick. I think there's some, I don't know, maybe this isn't a movie about debating ethics and about, (laughs) maybe this is just, you know, a revenge fantasy and a gothic horror and... Yeah, maybe maybe there's not a place for revenge fantasy in in the world now, and mm. you know, so maybe we just we just go with it and 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 end it quick afterwards. I don't know. I mean, and I, not that I want to be like you know, girl becomes a woman talk for that to become our podcast, but I really did have a question that it's like, did the mom think that she might not get her period? I think so, yeah. That, like, it was truly because of internal sin that she just thought that if she was blameless, that it wouldn't happen. Where did that come from? That's crazy talk. I mean, obviously, her mom is just like, you know, crazy as all get out, but... I feel like there are aspects of Christianity that would make some arguments like that. Wow. I mean, maybe. I mean, I know I what the belief is. Whatever, you know, we, we don't really talk about that much, but, you know, we still sort of identify as Jesus people here in the podcast, but we reject anything that sees women as second, that sees anybody as, as less than than anything else. So Right. Love. It's love. Yeah. Um, but... That, I mean, it's so bizarre to me. I know, you know, the whole thing about, you know, even the fallen and, you know, pain and childbirth and blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm sorry. That's totally blasphemous. But, but no, it's just crazy to me. Like, how, I mean, what did this woman endure? <laughs> what did this woman endure? I kept on saying that. And then they kind of mentioned that, you know, I guess the father was kind of a loser and, you know, deuced out. And yeah, there but. There was a story there that I don't really think we got, but I think we understand a lot of what happened. And it, 
and, and she I mean, just she's, took it and she's with jilted. It. She's jilted is what it comes down to it. But I think a lot more of that has to come from what we'll get into that. She's placing a lot of what she thinks of herself mm-hmm. from the situation she got into true. on her daughter. True, true, true. She is. Um, I went straight to is PJ Souls Mario? PJ Souls? The lady with the pigtails with the overalls and the red shirt and red hat. I don't know, but she wore that red hat to prom. What was the deal with the red hat? <laughs> like in the poetry class, she has got overalls, a red shirt, and a red hat on. And this is years before Mario. <laughs> I just, I was like, what in the world? And maybe That's the girl from Stripes and from Halloween. And okay. So you recognize her from other things. Yeah, yeah. I do recognize her from other things. But <laughs> I was like, why is she wearing this hat to prom? Like, what? <laughs> It was a real character choice to it, keep wearing that the really hat and the pigtails was. to show up in every it scene. Really, really was. Um, and then <laughs> this is the. I think that now, so they're all upset about detention, but I honestly think that girls right now would love an excuse for fifty minutes of forced exercise the week before prom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, five, it was three days or five days or whatever. I, I think it's the five. I think it's the five the days. Five days before, before prom. prom. I mean, minutes a day. boot camp. People pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I literally wrote that down. I was like, I mean, hey. I mean, five bar classes in five days. You got a lot of middle-aged ladies paying a lot of money for right, that. Right, right. This seemed ideal. Like, you know, I don't know. I, w- I would do it in a major event. <laughs> You're going to do it next week. I, I am mean. going to do it next week. And we've got a wedding to go to. So we're going to be doing a lot of that. Yeah, not for a while, but still. It'll sneak up on you. It will. It really will. Holiday. Hol- got to watch that holiday oh, it's stuff. it's right after Christmas, too. Oh, my ah. gosh. Right after Christmas. Okay. Um, so then I'm like... Why are teens so mean? Like, really? Just, like, just evil. They are literally evil. Um, and then it's just like, everyone is wrong. Because we've got the gym teacher trying to do advice. And then she punches Nancy <laughs> And it's not even like, you're you're not going to get away with this because she hit her. Like, you're not going to get away with this, like, by making us, like, do detention. It's really what she's worried about. The, the, the smacking had nothing to do with it at all. Um... Okay, let's see. Okay, so then we're in we're in poetry class or English class, and it's she says, which you know she says the poem is beautiful, and I really feel like dude says like you suck, and I think it's like why are people mad that like th- this is a theme I think in high school movies. Popular people are angry when dorky people or like weird people like acknowledge their presence. Hmm. They're like disgusted by like them existing. And then like they're they're embarrassed by the fact that this person like taught like it's so weird and backwards. I don't even I don't even understand it. Like it just always strikes me that it always shows up and it's like it's not even how dare you, but it's like there it's it's like you should feel ashamed. You should never say anything. And I'm I am like in in turn ashamed that you have like even brought yourself into acknowledging your existence around me. It's so strange, but it's not uncommon high not in high really school like movies. High no. school, like guys, like if, if you're listening to this and you're still in high school First of all, I mean, yeah, 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 first of all, but seriously, I mean, I was pretty popular amongst the band geeks. I was pretty popular amongst the AP nerds. I was 
pretty popular amongst the the role players. I was accepted by the punks and the goths, and you know, I mean, yeah, there were some rednecks down on that way, and some, you know, and, and it's, we just didn't hang out, and that's fine, <laughs> you know. Is but I, I, it's not. It just struck me so hard in this, but it's not an uncommon theme that it's like, ew, gross. And I'm embarrassed that like, and everyone laughs too. It was like, like he's supposed to feel embarrassed that she thought his poem was beautiful, which he does say later he didn't write. Right. And we don't even know what happened there. <laughs> that just kind of comes out of nowhere. I'm but pretty sure Sue probably wrote that and turned it in for him. Maybe. Um, but I don't know what though what their deal is. Like, are they boyfriend? Or, okay, so okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's like so Have much. I'm gonna sit back. All right, so they're together. Like, are they boyfriend and girlfriend? It seems like their relationship is deep enough for them to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, it's enough that she's gonna ask him to do a favor. They were already going to prom together, and everybody knew that. And now they're not because she's like, you should go with Carrie. And it, it it's vague enough that it seems like maybe she's setting her up for you know this ultimate embarrassment, but maybe she's not. Maybe she's actually trying to be altruistic, and we feel bad, and we should do this. But regardless, they're still boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Like, this is just going to the prom. And then they go, and he, like, kind of seems to like her. I don't feel like he's playing a part, but... And then he, like, kisses her, and it's like... But... And they're even, like, on the ballad as like as the prom king and queen, which is that a thing anyway, too. Yeah, like, if I'm Sue, like, I did ask Tommy to go with her, or whatever his name was, but, like, whatever. there's still a discussion. To happen afterwards. Right, right, like, 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 I asked you to take her to the prom, but I didn't ask you to make out with her on stage. Right. Like, like, there's a conversation what, 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 to be had. Like, yeah, yeah like, well, this is not, and, and it doesn't. But the best thing that could have happened to him was being killed by a falling bucket. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was going to have to talk his way out of some stuff. I mean, really. But, yeah, so it's like, I don't, and why would Carrie even think, too? It's like, she thinks it's a trick in the first place. She decides to go with him. She questions it all, but it's like, she, I mean, I think she had a crush on him. She did have like a cutout of like a newspaper clipping about him, like on her mirror. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't fit. Like, what was was yeah? What was the end game? Like, prom is <laughs> over. Sue was like, you know, yeah. So all of that. So I, I but then you go, know, yeah. Okay, so. We'll, we'll we'll go down the different other story of Travolta and Nancy Allen and all of that stuff um, in the ultimate, you know, you know, revenge, so to speak. But and so I wondered, too, and I asked Zach, I was like, well, is she in on it? Because she leaves the dinner table at eight. We already know that that's when they're going to tally up the votes. So she's going. Does she think they're going to get elected prom king and queen? That's why she's there. And she's like smiling about it. And it's, it's real weird. Like, I, I just don't know. I think she's just trying to check out her handiwork, see what happened. Maybe. But also, doesn't she have to be kind of disappointed? Like, I mean, I, I give it to her if she's like really that nice, but nobody, I mean, on the flip side, are teens that mean? No. Are they that nice? No. <laughs> like they're just neutral at best. Can we take it back just a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have that, you know, she's looking through the card catalog at the school library to uh-huh. find books about telekinesis. Right. And I said, like, do kids even know what a card catalog is? And I'm like, surely they don't. So it's like, do kids know when they watch Ghostbusters what that is that's spraying all the <laughs> spraying stuff everything out? out? And I'm like, kids probably don't watch Ghostbusters. Oh, probably like, not. The kids know when they watch the Big Bang Theory 
what the thing in the background is, the card catalog. Oh, like the, what he uses as like as a cool piece of furniture? That we go to vintage shops and you just cannot find one for a reasonable price after Big Bang Theory. And then I just thought, Big Bang Theory is so old, kids are probably not even no. watching that. So, card catalog like, is I am completely... so old right now that even like the third generation of card catalog references are lost on kids these days. I have friends that have degrees in library science, like the Dewey Decimal System. Like, what do they even do now? Like, they're, I mean, I'm not gonna say their degrees are obsolete. Certainly they're not obsolete. They, they do other things. They help with lots of things, I'm sure. Research and all that stuff. They can but, Google it for you. Well, yeah, I mean, that, Hey, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a pharmacist and 80% of what I do is Google stuff for people. I, I, the, yeah. that other 20% is really important. <laughs> like that other 20% saves lives, but the 80% of what I actually do during a day is Google stuff for people. So let's just say that you said you wanted to talk about John Travolta. Right, that's really what I have. Like, that I just have like Travolta sucks. Like he just sucks. I mean, then we have not a likable person in this. No, he he kills a pig. I didn't know they actually went and killed a pig for this scam. No, they just went. They just go to the butcher shop or something. They just get pig's blood, or, or or they didn't even have to get blood. They could have gotten anything. But I know it starts with blood. It has to the blood triggers everything. It has to end with blood. Like you know, it's just symbolism all the way through. But they go and they kill a pig. It's disgusting and terrible. Like and that's that's what murderers do. Like <laughs> not just animal murderers, but like murderers, murderers, murderers. And like they're like a gang of people, and they think it's funny and hilarious. And even the chick with the red hat, who should be like delightful, thinks it's hilarious. And they're all part of a murderous gang. So I said, like, this is the after the first season of Welcome Back, Cotter. So I mean, they pro- this probably was filmed probably before, some before Welcome Back, Cotter. Probably so this yeah, is earlier than that. And the next thing he was in was the Bubble Boy, <laughs> which <laughs> which <laughs> well, well, but we talked about it in our when we went to uh, blame it on Rio. The, mm-hmm. the review of Blame It on Rio also was the day the Bubble Boy passed away. Oh, like the actual Bubble Boy. Yeah, yeah. that was sad. But I just think of like the remake of the Bubble Boy <laughs> in the 90s with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I think those are different people. I don't think they're playing the same person. They're playing the same idea. <laughs> like John DeVolder might be an action, like be doing a biopic or biopic, whatever your preference is. Um I think that Jake Gyllenhaal's, I just remember, I think that was on like our closed circuited network in college. I just remember that being on. I never actually watched it because it looks ridiculous. But um, I have talking about people you don't like during a BJ. Yeah. <laughs> or even Carrie White. Like, <laughs> he's like, what? Or even like, or even saying someone's name so much during week. Can't do that. Occupied. Occupado. <laughs> And yeah, no. Like if he was saying how much he hated, like that—that's weird. It's like, both weird. It's like functionally impossible. I mean, I, I did have I was like, what game is she playing? I mean, because she's all over the place. She's like calling him a dumb shit, which he he hates. So she's like slapping her. Then she's like licking his fingers and like trying to turn him on. Then she's pushing him away, and then like, uh, and and then she goes down on him, and it's like. Uh, and then she's doing it to talk. He would have done it anyway. He's an idiot. He's, he's he's an idiot. He would have done anything anyway. And if someone's willing to kill an animal for you, they are a psycho that's looking for an excuse to kill an animal. Anyway, getting a little excited about that. But and then I just have uh, you can't go to the prom without a date. That's bullcrap. It is. Yeah. I mean, like, why? That's 
why do you have to have a date? Like, that's half the fun of going to the prom is just going I mean, with I was friends. At, or going I was at a date, but... I guess I technically had a date for one of them, but not like really. It was just some girl I knew. But it wasn't that like a prom that you actually didn't go to school at that prom? No, no, no. no. That was my senior prom. Like... And it was supposed to be like... 10 of us going and everybody else dropped out at the last minute so it's just the two of us like, like you still want to go like yeah sure and, right. <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe she had designs on me but <laughs> who knows but yeah just you can't even go um who knows like maybe that's when her love connection is gonna happen at the prom how can a love connection happen if you already have a date that's i'm gonna skip ahead a page since we're uh, we're talking about proms okay have you ever spiked a punch before or been somewhere everyone got spiked i don't think so um i mean i've had spike punch before but we knew it was all spiked it was well, on I purpose made it. I mean, right it was, we made oleosaccharum for it <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was we went back like this you know almost a century old punch making techniques it was bougie but it was great <laughs> um we're pretty sure one of our honorary nephews might have been conceived that night maybe you know Things got a little real. Some discussions got... Uh, not at our house. Else. It did not happen no, 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 at no, our no, house. No, no, no. But, but there were some pretty sexy discussions at our house. <laughs> I missed most of that. I was playing rock band. Uh, she was upstairs playing rock band. Yeah. yeah. With I, the people that are were getting going to their wedding. Yeah. Fun, so. fun, fun. Okay, so going back to prom. Um, most memorable prom song for you? Hmm... I don't really remember. I mean, it, it's all this kind of a blur. Like, the, they were never that important. I don't know why. Like, I had dates. They were my boyfriends. Like, it seemed like a thing to do in dresses and whatever. But, like, I don't remember dancing at the prom. I don't remember. I don't know. I think I just, like, I'm really good is not really the word. But it's like, no room for that. Push it out. Like, uh, I, I, see, I, the I'm not song nostalgic I about it. Junior prom was Unbreak My Heart by Aww. Tony Braxton. And it was with the girl that I, I guess I ended up going to senior prom with. And okay. she was one of my groom's persons. Oh, right, right, And yes. so, yeah, that was a great memory. Um, I have staying alive because Fun. I am from rural Tennessee. And uh, there is a line dance to staying alive. And so it was a really great moment that all the punk kids and the, the redneck kids, every. We all knew the line dance is staying alive. And so it was a real kind of she's all that moment. That's <laughs> fun. Like, I was like, hey, y'all, remember what I told you in dance class? <laughs> if you I haven't mean, seen she's all that, check that out. Because they really have a moment where, you know, because there's always a huge big dance at prom. Mm -hmm. but they throw in a cutaway ADR line by Usher, like, to explain why they can all do the dance. Right, why they can all do it. But did y'all do line dancing in PE? We did line dancing in PE. We did square dancing in PE. Oh, we did both. I did the Virginia Reel. That's fun. Yeah, we did, like boot scoop booging and like all, <laughs> all of that stuff in PE. So we, we learned all of those. Gotcha. And ice, ice baby. I danced with my on again, off again, junior, senior year, girlfriend's mom. <laughs> to ice, ice baby. And my uh, chemistry teacher cut in. Okay. So that was a pretty great. That's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, I don't like, but I think about like who I was dating they all sucked when it came to like dancing. Like, no, I don't mean like sucked like they were bad dancers. Like, they weren't good sports. What's this thing? I was dancing with all sorts of people. I was just dancing just to dance. Right, right. I mean, I like, like Billy Elliot. Like, just, <laughs> like, let's dance. I mean, you know you me. me I, I, I will not be held back. I like, like John to dance. Lithgow is not going to keep me from dancing. 
I can dance if I want to. <laughs> uh, they're no friends of mine. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're still they're not. not Don't do that song karaoke though. There's way too many musical uh, interludes. Oh yeah, it's no good. Um, but yeah, like thinking about it now, like you know me, like I'm a dancer. Like you know, we're gonna dance. Like we're gonna dance at all the weddings. Like we we dance at like. We dance everywhere, um, but I don't really remember dancing. I really remember Someone my. Someone wants to spite your punch. No, <laughs> no, I don't think we did. Like I, I think they were terrible sports about it, and yeah, I, I mean, I remember dancing more at like middle school and junior high homecomings. I do remember dancing like at, at some homecomings in high school. I just remember dancing with like Daniel, like he was always a good sport. Like Daniel was fun to dance with, you know. He was... Oh, Daniel was great. Like I met Daniel completely opposite from you, right? He was the lead singer in my college band. That's so weird. <laughs> and likes ev- so getting ready for prom. I have I love makeover scenes. And watching this, though, I'm curious because we really had that scene with the PE teacher and her Mm -hmm. and our makeover scenes. Can you be a feminist and still love makeover scenes? Is Mm -hmm. is there something? It depends why. Um, I feel like, yes, PE teacher said, like, you're so pretty, like, you know, you should... I think the mentality was you should feel confident. You should feel confident that you're pretty and, you know, maybe do these a couple of things to enhance it. it. That's complicated. I mean, because you don't think necessarily you need to do that if you don't feel like you need to do that. Um, but I do think her actually deciding to go to prom, she's really standing up to her mom. She's mm-hmm. really feeling her confidence. She's saying, I'm going. We're not going to talk about it anymore. She makes her own dress. She goes to the drugstore, which I have lots of notes on, <laughs> and tries on lots of lipsticks, which completely grosses me out. You, you would think like, oh, that's gauche. No, people do that. I know friends, and I have no we people. We have taken all the testers out during COVID, <clears throat> but they were there right up until. Oh, yeah. Like, I even someone talk about, like, well, if you don't like the lipstick, you can just, like, bring it back to Walmart. I'm like, after you've used it? No, I'm just going to throw it away and it's a loss. My bad. I just did not. I didn't know if I was a, a, a winter or an, an autumn or a, a spring. And that's my bad. That's not the store's fault or anyone else who, God forbid, they put that back on the shelf. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, we don't put it back on the shelf. It, it goes it goes back return. But I know. But I know people who like try on lipstick that's not the tester at the store and go like, eh, and put it back. Oh, not the tester. Oh, that's oh my harsh. gosh. Oh, like, ah, 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 it's gross. But it, it, also the thing that, like, she goes to the drugstore because she can't do it at home. I kind of, I almost thought that's where she was going to put all her makeup on. Mm-hmm. Like, she was going to get ready, like, get her face ready at the drugstore because that's where it needed to happen. She wasn't going to be able to do it at home. Am I confabulating or, and she's all that, is it, like, rogue slash sucky that... Does the makeover? <laughs> no, it is. It, it is. It, it is, is Anna uh, Paquin. Anna Paquin, yeah. Okay, I, I thought I was compa- confabulating there for a second, and just like adding her in for no apparent reason. <laughs> no, it is Sookie. Okay. <laughs> I follow them. I both. believe it's pronounced Sookie. <laughs> I follow them both on Instagram. They're they're really adorable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So yeah, I had a lot to say about that. Like, it's that's so gross. It's like 
no, I do not want to use someone else's lipstick or lip gloss or any of that. I don't have anything until Sean Astin slash Seth Rogen slash Gaten What's His Nuts says get her done. <laughs> he does say get her done. Um, Larry the Larry, Cable Guy, we see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're cute. I think you came up with it. Pimples are the Lord's way of chastising you. Okay. <laughs> Let's just, we'll just, there we go. And I still have another, like, Girls of the Devil. Like, I'm just really... When I think about this movie, like, before seeing it, I kind of think that I would have thought... I mean, I knew what happened. I knew that she just ends up with pig's blood on her, which is just awful and disgusting and horrible. But I still think I would have thought that it wasn't so... The prank and the setup wasn't so evil if that makes sense i don't really know why because on its face when you start thinking about it and breaking it apart of course it's evil and it's terrible but like that it's so diabolical that it has so much vengeance and hate behind it i think that's the thing like there's one thing of teenagers like thinking that they're funny and that something's going to be funny and it really is painful and awful for someone versus someone who really hates someone and wants to destroy them. And that's what's happening here. Right. Who are we supposed to be sympathetic towards? I don't know. I mean, Carrie, but then then all hell He's breaks kind of a loose. a murderer. Yeah, she is. All hell breaks loose. But like... Like, yeah, people were mean to her, but she's kind of a mass murderer now. So it's tough to be really sympathetic towards somebody who's a kind of a mass murderer. I mean, and I, like, she, like, is murdering people, like, had really nothing to do with. Right, like, she, like, but she, like, makes eye contact and kills the gym teacher. Yeah. Like, I mean, of course, she has this hallucination. Is it a hallucination? Because there's no way that the gym teacher laughs at her. There's no way. But then when we do see it kind of... We have that like overlay of like little close-ups of like, you know, you know, and the mom's screeching in the background that they're all going to laugh at you, um, which is like terrifying and awful. You know, it's got that like weird, hazy circles of close-ups on people. And then it does show the whole room. And there are more people laughing than I really would have thought. Because at first, a ton of people are horrified. There's like the red-hatted girl is laughing because she's a psycho. I mean, she's someone, she's Harley Quinn. Like, <laughs> it was someone who's just like, thinks that chaos is is funny. Um, and what did we say? Like the, the secretary from Ferris Bueller. Yes, yes. <laughs> slash planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, and... don't you know? <laughs> Golly be beepers. Oh, it would, oh, would be the mom from, from Bobby's World. Or one of the characters. Like, she has to be the voice in Bobby's World, isn't she? I think that's Howie Mandel. No, as the mom, too? Yeah, as everybody? I think so. he, I think he does the voice that for voice. everybody? Huh. But I'm pretty sure she she says that somewhere. Anyway, um, so that's why I don't know. Like, did all those people actually laugh at her? There's no way that the teachers laughed at her. That the gym teacher laughed at her. And people are horrified. But then we do see more people laughing than I really would have thought. And that's even after dude's been hit with the bucket and he's out. I mean, it almost seemed like that's what they were laughing at. It was weird. Did you catch the name of the high school? Because we talked about the the kind of psycho riff. No. It's the Bates High. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't okay. know if that's from the book or if that kind of came in later hmm. when they kind of decided to use that big screeching. Yeah. You know. No, that's, um, let's see. Oh, Tuxedo Talk. <laughs> they were, that was a really funny scene. <laughs> the music that they were playing when they were walking down the street. 
oh, if only staying alive had been a thing. Because <laughs> it is not staying alive. And it is obviously not staying alive. <laughs> but then they get in it and they speed up. It was, that was a weird <laughs> choice. Like that little like... I was expected like, you know, <laughs> yeah, some, or some yakety sacks or, um, okay. Then I just have dirty pillows. That's weird. Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Like, it seems really out of place for, so like, it's her mom talking about her breasts. Like, where does that come from? That's a, such a weird thing to say. That sounds like a really strange sexist thing to say. That's probably something Mr. White said. It's something he liked. Ugh, ugh, gross. But we'll, okay, we'll get into that here in a minute, though. Okay. Like, I do have when she's got a carrot, uh, like Walla carries at the prom. Like, uh-huh. She has really poor nice I was like, skills. that's how you chop vegetables. <laughs> I wrote that, too. But then she's, like, so psycho before she leaves. She's, like, pulling her own hair, the mom, pulling her hair. And she's, like, going to go full, like, psychotic break before Carrie goes. I mean, and Carrie's really, like, the voice of reason in all of this prior to yeah the incident um but yeah she's crazy like full-on crazy okay then we had the prom prom theme love among the stars i really feel like they i mean that, that's a good prom theme but it really is um i feel like they should have had something that was that seemed a little bit more um foreshadowing but did you get i thought the best foreshadowing in the movie was when carrie's mom was talking about her slutty red dress like, um, it's not red mom it's pink True. And, oh, it will be. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, girl in her hat, and like, does Sue know? Oh, three-inch heels. <laughs> the gym teacher sitting and talking to her. They're, like, gabbing like gals um, at the table because she's all dolled up and, you know, gorgeous, and she's got her date, and they're, like, having her happy moment. And... Um, she's saying, oh, you know, I my senior prom, I went with a guy who was like 6'7". He was so tall, and I wanted to make it less awkward, so I got three-inch heels, like like a, like stilettos. And the car broke down, and we had to walk the last like half a block, and my blisters, and I couldn't even walk. And I was like, amateur, three-inch heels, whatever, every day. <laughs> anyway, and I also had like, Tommy's ring game was... Oh, I wasn't paying any oh, attention. His ring game is on. Oh, see, I like I I've it's not red mama, it's pink. Carrie's body language is something and then I have nothing for like 30 minutes of this movie. It's so I, I, mean, I was just watching. It, I mean, it really gets. I mean, I took some kind of like after, but but then I do have like that kind of a little bit of like Tommy like being kind of weirdly like you know oh you you, like what do you do with my date and he's being like weirdly playfully possessive and like they're not really on a date like I mean they're on at the prom but like he's Sue's girlfriend and pause we're gonna have some hissing here in a minute all right so our cats are standing off (laughs) so we'll, we'll see what happens right yeah so I thought that was weird like back to like what was supposed to happen after this play moment or like where he makes her feel special and you know whatever like but there weren't gonna be boyfriend or girlfriend i mean i guess she killed him so we don't even have to worry about it so right i mean we just watched american pie last week we know the prom stuff doesn't last i mean they're gonna go off to college and i don't know do people go off to college in 1976 mm-hmm. it really didn't nobody mentioned it. nobody talked about even past this particular moment this is kind of like well i mean that's maybe foreshadowing too I feel like we talked a lot about college at prom 
yeah they had no features um oh but i had them also like they're on the dance floor and he's like talking about like he's teaching her how to dance and then i was getting dizzy during that let's just say the spinning got manic like there was there was something about that moment like it was that was on purpose oh yeah it was supposed to feel overwhelming yeah it was everything kind of closing in like a little overstimulated like euphoria all, all of this happening oh yeah and then had like the whole thing about like voting for prom like you voted for people who actually came together. Like I never knew who was going to prom together. Like we voted individually. Like the prom king and prom queen usually had nothing to do with each other. Okay, see, my prom king, prom queen, are still together now, and have a couple kids. Good That's life. Great. Yeah, it was the bass player for the rock band our current preacher plays in. Mm-hmm. And- I think he was the one guy to beat me in poetry in our uh, senior year literary magazine. Did he write the Turtles poem? Yes, he wrote the Turtles poem. I was there at that poetry read for the Turtles (laughs) poem moment. I was there. I mean, he probably technically has a copyright on that, but we should probably read that on air for going deeper. (laughs) Because it is, it's pretty good. We'll have to, we'll have to like message him on Facebook or something and get his permission. Okay, then we've got... Yeah, just with the music being so surreal, like her them getting voted. She goes up, is so happy, and like everyone's so happy. That this is one thing. Like, okay, no one is dismayed, no one is disgusted, no one has a problem with the fact that she has been voted prom queen. No one has a problem with it. They're all clapping. They're all happy. Like, where are we? Are we in? Like, not there. There's no way everyone is in on this. And that's what it makes it kind of feel like to a certain degree, but they're not. There's no way. I mean, like everyone's kind of getting behind her. Like, good for her. Yeah, yeah, they are. Good for her. Everybody's fine. And then fine. she murders them, fucking all. Right. Like, but somehow, you know, it flips. Like she sees this alternate reality, but is it? I, I don't know. It's so so complicated. But maybe that's it. Like you don't trust anybody. You don't know at any moment anyone can change a dime, you know, on you because no one has any real loyalties. Like it just kind of is the moment. I think what you're trying to say is it doesn't take talent to be mean. <laughs> Your words can crush things that are unseen. So please be gentle with me. I'm sensitive, and I'd like to stay that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. My punk rock band covered that. <laughs> is that? Wait, is that on that CD right there that I found? It could um, be. I think it is. I've, I've got a. I found some very like nineties uh, nineties CDs uh, while looking for some other stuff. So we'll- speaking of nineties guys, yeah. guys, 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 we saw garbage. And Alanis Morissette this it week. It was amazing. It's gonna have its own separate thing. Garbage, I think it's gonna play number one crush and. If you know anything about the 90s, you know what that means. And there is going to be a bonus episode all about that. Coming your way. Yes. So hopefully do some research. Love it. It was amazing. Everyone was on fire. It was an amazing performance. If it hasn't come to your city now, get get tickets. Because they're probably really cheap. We spent a lot of money on those tickets two two and a half years years ago. And they were available on secondary markets for pennies on the dollar. And yeah. It was worth it. It was totally worth it. It was amazing. It was worth the wait. It was perfect. Um, but okay. Then I just have, yeah, no one's no one's upset that she won. Like, and this is something that like we did. That's the thing. Who would have won? In most of these movies, we know who would have won. 
I mean, I guess probably Nancy Allen if she hadn't gotten Maybe, kicked out. but nobody seemed to like her that much. No. No I mean, one was maybe, even disappointed she wasn't coming. Maybe nobody, Amy Irving. I mean, there's only two people we know. I mean, not Red Hat Girl. Nobody cares about her. But um, but that's the thing. Like, we don't have, like, who would have won? Who would have been the obvious person? Um, no one's disappointed or people are like, it would have been you or you can't, you're going to be voted prom queen. Like we didn't have that like little ADR line somewhere. Um, but so, and then of course the infamous things happened. Like Sue's backstage, she's watching, I guess she's happy and like just a completely selfless moment. It's very strange. Um, but then she notices like a rope is being tugged weirdly. She's like looking up and looking around and putting it all weirdly together. And Jim, she's like, you don't have a date. Like, out loser <laughs> <laughs> i well i don't think it's just that i think she thinks like she's up to something like, welcome to dumpsville population you out loser like, you know you're she's... single like get out you're, you're stinking up the place <laughs> you know like she's she's figured something out she sees she sees you know nancy allen and john travolta um, cat is eating jenny's pen <laughs> I was really startled me for a second. <laughs> My hand just hanging off the couch and like all of a sudden there's a cat there. Um, yeah, she's like trying to, you know, she's like wildly gesticulating. Like, you know, there's no, there's just music and clapping or maybe there's not even music. There's just clapping um, and there's just no speaking and all this silent, like, uh, you know, and then it happens. The, the bucket tips, the blood drops on her. And I it, have tried several times in my life to set up a bucket trap for somebody. <laughs> it never works. I've never tried. I, I would assume it would not. I would assume that you would be the one who ended up with whatever it was like, on you. Tying the bucket to the ceiling is a good idea. So they don't just get hit by the bucket. Mm. A good call on tying the bucket. Of course, it doesn't work because dude gets brained by the bucket. Right. And then he dies. Um, which she seems to think. He gets he's, like weirdly brained by the bucket. He has like. Like he's out. I he's mean, out. He's, he's out, dead. I he's mean, got way too much hair for that to have really like phased him yeah, that, that much. Yeah, it should have really kind of been a little bit of a helmet situation. It should have. But then uh, also, she seems to think that like he's attacking her, kind of. I think, and like this is all part of the the thing. I don't think she realizes that he's been injured. Um, but there's no sound. It's just like the sound of dripping. It's the sound of like just like the bucket kind of swinging back and forth. It's haunting. Kudos to De Palma. I don't know if we've watched much De Palma. No, but I'm, I'm not. I'm curious to maybe look a little yeah. more into it. Yeah, it was, I mean that was just so powerful. Just all that, and then then we've got you know, I don't know. Maybe it's all intentional. I I don't know. I mean, she is. All of these things are happening because she's looking at them. Like the windows shut, the doors shut, the fire hoses. I guess. I guess, and I didn't really think about that. I was like, why? You know. The water and the water does become a, you know, conducts the electricity that electrocutes a few people. But also, is there like a finite amount of water in those? Is she like draining the water so there's no water to fight the fire? Like, that seems like way extreme, but that could be what's happening too. But it seems like a lot of people are like dead and passed out from being sprayed by water hoses. <laughs> it seems a little extreme at first, but then, you know, then everything starts getting set on fire and. Um, you know, she leaves and leaves the, the doors closed behind her. And so, you know, ideas that everybody, the people who haven't died by other incidences all died in the fire. I mean, I think the black prom is mentioned in other Stephen King books. Okay. Stephen King books kind of connect. Right. To, I do know that. Yeah. The black prom comes up. 
That's what that's called? Yeah. Okay. I think in the book she destroys the entire town. Hmm. Um, then she comes home and all the candles. It's so creepy and weird. Um, she like is looking for, she's, she goes in, she's like, doesn't really look for her mom. She's still like, like we said, she's floating through the city, through the town on her way home. Just, I don't know, like just in shock and, uh, you know, heads at a weird angle. She makes Nancy Allen and John Travolta crash as they try to run they her down. Twice. Right. They explode twice. But they did try to, like, literally run her down yeah. with the car. I mean, like crazy. The first, ex- the first explode was, uh, was self-defense. <laughs> the second explode was kind of an <laughs> Right. Um, since she comes Hashtag home. the first explode. <laughs> right. There we go. Um, she gets home. She's not. She takes a bath and then gets back into her original kind of like the clothes that she wears at home. Not the, you know, she right. wears other clothes outside, but she always makes sure to change back into the really kind of homely, homely dress mm-hmm. when she's at home. So Mama doesn't know that she's, you know, looking like a lady outside. <laughs> Not that she like looks any different really outside, honestly. I mean, she's wearing like pants. I guess, um, but no, no respectable lady would wear pants in public. Anyway, so we see her mom hiding behind the door before she goes in and takes a bath. Mom doesn't say anything. It's so weird. I mean, and then she comes out. She, like, kind of cries to her and, like, kind I mean, doesn't. They all laughed at me. Yeah, she was right. She did not really tell her everything that shit that happened. And I, like, murdered, like, 152 people. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, Okay. So here's, like, where we want to talk about it. So we got Mr. White or her husband who we kind of like figure out that like they have sex before they're married and then she's so like ashamed or whatever. They're not going to have sex again like ever. Um, they, I guess they get married. I guess they get married. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. That's not really said. Um, but then it's like, you know, there she can tell like there's a night. I guess he's drunk or he's at least been drinking. And it's not like he attacks her she likes it she wants it like they're together and she like she's disgusted by herself because the night i guess her daughter is conceived like but she loves every minute of it and she's like talking about that and it's like it's so sad Mm -hmm. really like people who had like depriving themselves because they think I will say, like, it is a weird, weird dichotomy. So, like, you know, being brought up as Christians um, and being brought up in a very, like, you know, evangelical, um, you know, sex before marriage is is not a thing. It's not, you know, it's it's very preached against. You know, we've talked about this in the past that we are part of Trula Waits movement. But then you think it's like, but then the flip, the, the switch is supposed to flip. Like one day it is like completely off limits and against the rules and you should be ashamed of yourself for thinking about it. And girls, you better like sew it up um, and every, you know, you better like watch what you wear because anything that you do, even remotely accidental or not, you know, is going to provoke some sort of response from a boy and, and Lord knows that that's not what you're supposed to do. You're a terrible, terrible person. If you do that, um, then. Saw a political cartoon today. There was a painting on the side of a wall saying mothers teach your daughters to protect themselves 
and like an old like grandma lady sitting there with a bucket of paint and that was crossed out and said like teach your sons to respect women yes yes <laughs> the, that that's a whew. we're we're like we are not an important enough podcast to get into this. And we kind of think we're funny. This is kind of supposed to be a comedy podcast for the most part. There are going to be some things, obviously, we talk about that are our lives and are serious. And But, I mean, that's what... I mean, if you, if you guys aren't Jesus people or into church or whatever, you want to tune out for two minutes, click the fast forward button 30 seconds about four times, but... If the church doesn't figure out what to do with with sex and femininity, and it, it's going to be irrelevant really soon. In a pluralistic world, religion will be viewed as how beneficial is it to those who are both part of it and are not part of it. I mean, that that's not just will be; it is. I mean, and that's it's progressive, you know. But that's as it becomes less and less beneficial to those who are part of it and those who are not part of it, because really. That's what religion should be. It should be an outreach to benefit. And I don't mean an outreach into like, let's convert everyone outside. But it should be a place where people see love and get help and, and all of these things, whether they're inside or outside. But I so mean, church I, people get better. Yeah. And people that aren't into church, like hang out, like maybe it'll get better. And But even then. Everybody just, just get be better. better. Just be better. Everybody, Everybody be, better. be better. Like girls are not responsible for what boys do. Period. They're just not. And girls get better too. Guys get better. Everyone just, everyone just needs get to, better. And, and be I'm not. Better. I'm not saying that 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 girls and women are not at fault for things at be all. But there's excellent a lot. to each other. <laughs> yes, that's that's the bottom line. Just, that is the forbidden. Mantra. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. Yes. Yes. From Saint Keanu. Yes. Um, <laughs> patron saint of our oh, podcast he is and our absolutely lives. The, I mean, is Swayze. It's, 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 it's just point break is just the patron. I mean, but Keanu, I don't know. I think Keanu. Saint Keanu probably. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, but then, yeah. So like, and then, so she hates herself because she liked having sex, loved like having this like carnal experience with we think her husband. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really truly matter, but that's the un, that's kind of the un, unspoken thing. And it's like that's what it's supposed to be. You know, you're not supposed to, and like that that shouldn't be all this self-loathing. And then this horrible situation she's put her daughter in for the you know first 17 18 years of her life because of this as well um you know and then so she's gonna kill her she's gonna kill her because she brought her into this world in a sinful way and so she's gonna take her out let's be honest probably should have did it before she killed a bunch of people but if that's what her plan was but you know that being said that's that's what's happening and that's what she does then of course you know, they have this kind of a little bit, a little bit of a battle, not really, a little bit more of a chase. And then Carrie uses her telekinesis and stabs her a bunch of times. And she likes that too. Mm. Um, let's just be honest. That is a huge amount of symbolism for her being stabbed slash her being penetrated by all those knives. She is having an orgasmic experience. She is, is that not. Saint? What's the saint's name that got like tied to a tree and shot a lot? Uh, that. 
tied to a tree in Shadowlaw? I don't know. Yeah, that, 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 there's a saint. There's, there's some symbolism there. There's a, the poster, oh, or the, not oh. the poster, the, 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 whatever, the statue. Well, there's a statue in her prayer closet that the first time I saw it, I was like, that looks like the mom. Yeah. It looks like the mom at the beginning, and I thought that at the beginning, and then, of course, and she's posed that way as she, like, is stabbed and, like, kind of crucified. One of the things she is stabbed with is a potato peeler. <laughs> I mean, and everything. But I was actually uh, working at a food bank this week on – we've talked that I live in a bit of a rural area. Uh, on Tater Peeler Road. <laughs> yes, we have a chicken road in my town. We have a Tater Peeler Road. My GPS – is a lady with a British accent, and hearing her say Tater Peeler Road <laughs> is, is pretty amazing. She's also stabbed with a, uh, like, a big butter knife or a cream cheese knife or whatever those, like, cake froster mm-hmm. knives, which is actually a plot in Deadpool 2. Huh. Like, that's the only knife he has left, and that's why he can't <laughs> save Moniker of Macarin oh, no. because it's, like, the only knife he has left to, to murder people with. <laughs> so I have, of course, The House Falls. I mean, I was saying earlier, like, is this gothic horror? Is this Manderley? Is this the House of true. Usher? And I, mean, then... I didn't expect that, honestly. I, I I didn't know what I expected, but I like, didn't, didn't expect that the house would just come in on itself. The for sale sign is her tombstone was pretty great. Oh, my gosh. There's a cross. is a for sale sign. There's so much. But it's also, that's symbolism. also a dream sequence. Yes. But yes. I would say, like, best jump scare that was like one of the best jump scares in a movie I've ever experienced. This is a jump scare before Skywalker Sound. This is a jump scare before THX, DTS, whatever. It couldn't have been that out in a theater. There's like probably two speakers. Mm-hmm. And that might have been one of the best jump scares I've It ever was seen. great. And because you didn't have that, that's the only one. Everything else in this movie was very like, um, orchestral and like slow it was and, rebecca meets the creature from the black lagoon it was it was it was it was very like body horror not body horror let me take that back no, there is somebody there's some cronenberg situation when she's in the shower at the beginning that's like being a lady might be like being a cronenberg in for a few years there <laughs> that's maybe something um but i mean just it's like i said like she must look like a marionette the way she carried her body um, there's just it just floats. It's very ethereal. All of it, it, you know, a lot of like dreamy, kind of detached. And so, yeah, for that to be so visceral, um, and you don't have that the rest of the movie, it, it's it's really effective. I was I was just smiling at the end because you you jumped. I did. Big. I I did. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. It was great. I mean, I kind of I kind of was expecting it a little bit, but I was like. That's crazy, but it was a really effective. Because I have seen The Rage carry two in the theaters, and there's a jump scare at the end of that one, too. Oh, so really? I was kind of expecting okay. it. And, yeah. Like, Amy Irvings, who is the main character in mm. that, and, yeah. Whichever one of the kids from Home Improvement did the most meth and then gets his ball shot off with a spear gun. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a white party. Like, that is... There's like a lot of rich white kids when there's a, a diving spear gun party. That's <laughs> yeah. not, that doesn't happen like where we're from. You know? Well, there's, it doesn't happen. Many it's like someone getting killed with a ski or something. You know, that's well, like, but it's also locational. Like, they didn't seem like a, a beachy town to me for there to be a spear gun. But maybe maybe they changed locations. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was incredibly effective. So we're at the end of the movie. And boy, the credits were short. My mm-hmm. goodness. Um, 
So, Forbidden, what's, what's your take on this? Should this have been Forbidden? Was it... I think it would have been Forbidden or what, like, for a lot of reasons. I mean, one, like, right from the get-go, we've got a lot of sex. Um, and then we've got... We've got a lot of... Um, not painting religion in a very positive light. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that was definitely, I'm not going to say that that was a definite thing because like, um, that my parents couldn't handle some criticism. I don't, I don't mean that, but just like kind of just blasphemous that like, um, you know, here's this person who's trying to do good. I mean, they would have seen it for what it was. I mean, that this is, was very dis, dis, you know, disillusion. I honest, honestly, and I meant to say this before, um, when I think about this and I think kind of that relationship, um, it, it reminds me a lot of Sybil. Mm. I don't know if you ever saw Sybil, oh, yeah, yeah. but I saw Sybil. It was like a two part movie event, like on TV as a, that's not really a kid movie. No. Um, but the mom, you know, the mom in that relationship is very Sybil like, um, and, uh, but, but yeah, like, so I think that would have been problematic to a certain degree and it's just evil. I mean, you know, it's I mean, obviously a lot of violence. We didn't watch slasher and a lot of violence. So, I mean, I think it, it hits all of the list of, of why it would have been forbidden and I, Stephen King. Yeah. I have to admit, I was sitting there watching this and thinking this was completely off limb and really Nancy Allen was what kind of doing it for me because RoboCop I've seen probably a hundred times. And I think like RoboCop is just so gratuitously violent. And it's also a lot of religious allegory too. And that was completely on the table. And I'm just sitting there thinking, man, like a two minute scene at the very beginning with some pubic hair and all of a sudden like that's so forbidden. But there's so much gratuitous violence in RoboCop that's completely fine. And then we get to like the problem is like, there's some gratuitous violence There's in this a one too. lot of gratuitous <laughs> violence. But I mean, it, they, it honestly was handled relatively well. I mean, I'm sure the remakes are a lot grosser. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they are. I mean, we see people die. We know that they die. But it's not like... They, they could have gone They could have gone much, it. much worse with it. So, all in all, what a way to start Halloween. Yeah, it was, it was our, great. Our October... You know, five weeks. We have five Sundays in October. So <laughs> five weeks of fright. So yeah, what a what a way to start it. What else you got, babe? I think that's it. I think we we did it. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was great. I kind of would say I was a little trepidatious because I don't really love a horror movie, but it, it I I really think it it was really well paced and. I kind of thought like there's girl gets made fun of. Girl has crazy mom. And girl kills everybody at prom I, were kind of the beats that I knew. And I was really wondering how they were going to fill 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was actually happy when I looked at this. Like, it's only 90 minutes. Like, if this was two and a half hours, I'd be worried. I, I, was, I was a little worried at 90 minutes. But it flew It really by. did. It, it was really well done. Um, and, yeah, it's not schlocky at all. It, it no. really holds up. Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I could see this movie even being remade, be re- being remade in the type of style that lends itself to looking like it was this era. Um, yeah, I don't think Stephen King likes any of his adaptations, but this is this is a good one. I mean, I've seen most Stephen King adaptations, and most of them are pretty trash, and this is pretty good. I'm curious now to look up De Palma's career. I'll, I'll do that in Going Deeper. I'll look up De Palma and see what else, what else he's done. Yeah, that, that works for me. That sounds good. All right, awesome. So I think we did it. 
Um, would love to know what you guys are looking for in scary movies. What was off limits? What is something you look forward to every Halloween? Um, yeah, and hit us up on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema, or just send us an email, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.